That's part of the deal. We've got to mix it up. Sometimes I leave prints. Other times I don't. Got to give the psych corps something to think about. Got to leave some tracks they can obsessively follow. He talked and talked as they drove the Grand Rapids streets, turning now and then to make sure she was listening, or at least awake, poking her with his long fingers, gripping her thigh. Do I talk too much? he said. Do I ramble on? The king of non sequitur, he said. Do you listen to me? he said. Do you listen to me going on and on? You most certainly do, he said. Said. Said, he said. He said. He said. If you're good for anything, you're good as a listener. Set to let me ramble while you nod into it. That first time back there, when I finally got to you, I tried that classic dosage, a big 400 microgram dose, the king of all tabs. You get a girl tripping on that, and you're free to do what you want, depending on the structures you've set up for yourself. And I'll admit that I have set some up for myself. I've got my codes and credos just like the rest of them. That's all we had over in Indochina. All we had to live with were the rules and regulations. Them. It's us against them, and they know it. And the thing about them is that the only thing they really know, if you get my drift, is that they failed me. They failed me big time by not taking care of me when I returned from the war. They took me down to Texas and put me into one of their reenactments and pumped me full of trypezoid. And then all they did was double it down, increase what they were trying to decrease. If they knew how bad I was feeling, they'd never sleep at night. They'd lock the doors and nail the windows. They'd put me in their prayers and ask for protection specifically against me. They'd walk faster and glance back more often. If they had even the slightest idea that I was wandering their streets, they'd unlock their gun cabinets and get their rifles cleaned and make sure the ammo was dry. Some of them have a vague premonition, an ill-formed vision comprised of vet doc escapees, black flag wannabes, trigger-happy acid freaks, and year-of-hate troublemakers. Guys with bad scars, he said. Then he ran his fingers across the scar that ran from his scalp, the part where the hair wouldn't grow, down his neck to where it disappeared under his collar. He touched it, pulled his shirt open, and stared down, as if seeing for the first time the way the scar tissue radiated across his chest in weird formations that had once been his nipples, and into his belly button, where the splash had pooled. But fiery goop spread over me while I watched. And yeah, I did watch it, because I was hit such a blast of dopamine that I flew out of myself and stood there on the battlefield resisting the temptation to pound my chest like Tarzan. In Grand Rapids, before going into the house, he had pulled over to the curb, letting the car murmur and hum, the long hood shuddering, waxed, a glistening tongue touching the trees in reflection. You want to know what my credo is? he said. And without waiting for her to answer, he continued. My credos, never kill for a good reason. If you're going to be a failed and fold, 
then do it wholeheartedly and with all the gusto you can muster. When you kill, do it quickly, so that you pluck the proper method from the situation itself. But never, ever, ever be efficient. I mean, don't go for the easy kill. At the same time, don't stretch it out too much. If there's a scream, I want it to be the brutal, loud, quick kind, that it goes in one ear and out the other. You can blame that on Nam, or you can blame it on the way my mind works. The one thing I hated over there was hearing a fellow grunt crying, stuck out in the fire zone while we gave the Marine Credo a workout, never leave the dead buddy behind and all that. He looked at her and examined her eyes, and then reached up to touch her face. For a second, there was a softening in his features. He had a lean, sharp chin and a gaunt jaw.